hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to his word proclaimed. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Christ is risen risen indeed. indeed. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you for this chance, for this opportunity to, to gather as your people, to celebrate resurrection, to celebrate this new life that we have because of the empty tomb. So God, as we gather, we pray that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. You know, I, I've been looking forward to this Sunday. I've been looking forward to this, this Sunday uh, since Christmas, which was not that long ago. And it's always fun whenever Easter falls early uh, in the year. But I've been looking forward to it because I know that God is doing something in the midst of our lives, in the midst of our church, in the midst of our community. And it is so exciting and it's so fun to be a part of the good news that, that we proclaim as Christ Church. Over the past six weeks, we've been continuing a study over the final words of the cross, the the seven words that Jesus said that reported in all of the Gospels. And we've been holding on to those words because each and every one of those words teach us, and they guide us, and, and they lead us. And we remember that while Christ hung on the cross, he continued to teach. He continued to give us words that that we can hold on to and proclaim boldly as sons and daughters of God. But Christ is no longer on the cross. Christ is no longer in the tomb. He has risen, and we proclaim that boldly. So instead of looking at those last words from the cross, what we are doing this morning is that we are going to take a look at his first words, those those words that, that Jesus said after he came out of the tomb and he appeared to Mary. We started the story at the service started with John chapter 20, verses 1 through 10. So I invite you to open your Bibles if you have them with you, or you can follow along on the screen as we hear these words from John chapter 20, verses 11 through 18. Mary stood outside near the tomb, and she was crying. And as she cried, she bent down to look into the tomb. She saw two angels dressed in white, seated where the body of Jesus had been, one at the head and one at the foot. And the angels asked her, Woman, why are you crying? She replied, they had taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they put him. And as soon as she had said this, 
She turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Thinking it was the gardener, she replied, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. And Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabunai, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, don't hold on to me, for I haven't yet gone up to my father. Go to my brothers and sisters and tell them, I am going up to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene left and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. Then she told them what he said to her. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, I got a little excited because I really wanted to get to the scripture. But one of the things that I forgot was that, you know, we, we love first words. We, we love to hold on to things that help us remember either something great that has happened or, or some amazing event. I, I think about li- in the literary world. We have uh, these books that, that we can immediately identify by the very first words of those books. Like, for example, who can tell me from this book, these first words, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. What book is that? Tale of Two Cities by Charles Dickens. How about this one? It was a bright, cold day in April, and the clocks were striking 13. Do we know that one? George Orwell's 1984. I was going to also put in, in the beginning, but I, I didn't want to be that, that obvious. <clears throat> but see, we, we know these first words, and, and we hold on to them, and they, they help remind us of, of important things or, or, or memories that we may have from the past. Jesus' first words after he came out of the tomb were to Mary. As Mary stood in the garden and the disciples who came to see what happened in the tomb and they took off, she was left there all alone, crying and weeping because she did not fully understand what was going on. And Jesus appeared to her and said the very first words, Woman, why are you crying? See, Jesus came to Mary in the midst of her grief, in the midst of of, of her anxiousness, in the midst where she knew that her world had been torn upside down and different now than it was before. Different because the person that she went and anointed his feet, the person who Mark says that he released several demons from her, was now gone. And she couldn't even stop and honor him at his grave site. Jesus didn't come and scolded Mary for standing there, but he reached out with compassion. He reached out to her, letting her know that he cared. 
Jesus is referring to words back in Psalm 46 where he says that God is our shelter and our strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. See, if, if Mary were alert and, and able to, to see the whole situation, Jesus wasn't there to, to lord over that he had risen, but he was there to say, I am with you. He's there to say, as he said in the book of 2 Corinthians, my grace is sufficient for you. My friends, as we come to the empty tomb together, we know that life gives us challenges. Life gives us difficult and hard things to, to handle. But the message of the empty tomb, the message of Jesus standing in front of each and every one of us is a message of compassion. It's a message of love. It's a message that allows us to see the risen Savior here and now. But Jesus does more than that after he shares, why are you weeping? Jesus reaches out and calls Mary by name. Naming is really important. I love one of the stories that Tracy tells me about one of the times that she took our, our, our son Jacob and Deborah to the store. Jacob was a, a little baby and was sitting in the grocery cart, and Deborah was about three years old. And, and as they were walking up and down the aisles, Tracy turned around to pull some items off of the shelves. And she turned around, and, and Deborah and Jacob were gone. And she looked around, and she saw Deborah pushing the cart down the aisle to somebody standing on the other end of the grocery store. And as Tracy comes up to catch up to Deborah and Jacob, she hears Deborah saying, Hi, this is my brother Jacob. Would you like to hold him? <laughs> See, Deborah knew even then... By giving somebody Jacob's name, there was a relationship there. there. There was a connection that she was allowing this person into her life and into Jacob's life, even though he was just a little baby. See, Jesus only, only does this a couple of times in Scripture, where he reaches out and calls somebody by name. We have the story of Mary at the tomb, but we also see earlier the story of Zacchaeus. As Zacchaeus is trying really hard to, to see Jesus, and he climbs up into the sycamore tree. Jesus comes by and looks up and says, Zacchaeus, come down. I am coming to your house today. See, these are important because Zacchaeus and Mary weren't well, well, they were well-known people, but they were people of ill repute, if you will. Zacchaeus being a tax collector, being the lowest of the low, Mary Magdalene being this reject, this person that, that nobody wanted anything to do with. But Jesus calls them personally by name. And my friends... Today, Jesus is calling your name. 
He is calling your name to let you know that you are valued. You are loved. You are cared for. Earlier in the Gospel of John, John chapter 10, Jesus talks about being the good shepherd. And as he shares about being the good shepherd, he says, I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. My friends, as we celebrate this moment of resurrection, as we look forward into the life that God has for each and every one of us, we can live in that promise that God knows each and every one of us. God knows our need, and God cares for those needs. And God calls us to have life, and to have life abundantly. One of the beautiful things that I see about this story of Mary when, when Jesus calls her name, we see this moment of, of a double take where Mary is so deep and buried in her grief that she doesn't fully see what is going on around her. But when Christ calls out to her, when Christ calls out her name, it's like she automatically wakes up and she sees that Christ is there. How is that in your life? How, how do you feel when life gets dark and deep? Do you feel like that you are, are wandering around in a space where, where God is nowhere present? Do you feel like that you are lost? But hear the good news that, that not one of us are lost that Christ knows exactly where you are. Christ knows exactly your situation and, and the pain and the struggles that you go through. And Christ still calls out your name. Say, come, come to me. All you are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Another time where Jesus spoke first words was as a couple of disciples who were lost in their own gloom and despair. They, they knew all that had happened, the crucifixion, the burial, and they knew that even Jesus was no longer in the tomb But what they decided to do was that they decided to go back home. They decided to go back to Emmaus. And as they were walking along, Jesus again comes to those disciples. And he stands beside them and he asks, what's going on? Why are you heavy laden? And they start to retell the events that had happened that week. Jesus was intending to move past those disciples as they stopped at a place for the night, but the disciples invited him in to eat with them. And it was at that moment when Jesus was at the table with them, 
and he shared in the breaking of the bread, and he shared in the pouring of the cup. He shared with them, and immediately their eyes were open, and they saw that the Christ was with them. That's our hope today. Our hope is that as we share in the breaking of the bread, as we share in the pouring of the cup, our eyes become open. And we see the risen Christ among us, in each and every one of us, so that we then can go and boldly proclaim that Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed.